Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Tyler Griever. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Bill. Mark Ennis, Tyler Griever. The phone lines, they are open. I did want to let everybody know. Uh, I appreciated the text that said Kathy is a radio veteran. She knows oh, yeah. how a tease works. I enjoyed that. Uh, but she did call back during the break uh, to inform us, uh, to let everybody know she's coming to town for the Louisville Notre Dame game. Okay. So Kathy is hardcore. We love that. Yep. And you can bet you bet your sweet ass we're gonna find Kathy when she's here. I was about to say we need to we need to book Kathy. I we want Kathy to come sit in studio for I want minutes? Kathy in the studio previewing the cards and the Irish full force. Because you know what? Kathy called in and was you could tell Kathy's disappointed, but she's measured. And you you could just honestly, Kathy sounded like you know, the classic I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, blind from your parents. That's what Kathy yeah. sounded like. Did want to give a quick uh, shout out uh, to uh, LeBron James for surpassing a record that I think you and I probably both have always lived our lives thinking would never be surpassed. Oh yeah. Uh, in that uh, the awesome scoring record, I think my favorite thing last night was Thomas Bryant. <laughs> uh, sincerely, earnestly posted up. Eagerly hoping to receive the ball in said post position while every soul in that building had their phone recording LeBron about to take that shot. Like, good for you, Thomas Bryant. I hope they show that in practice and film session. Be Thomas Bryant. Sidney Curry, be Thomas Bryant. <laughs> get down there. Get your ass in position. Get set up eagerly, knowing good and well LeBron's about to shoot that shot no matter what. I need more of that guy. My big takeaway from last night, LeBron, he's great. I don't have to tell anything about him you don't already know. I love Thomas Bryant for getting his butt in position, even though everyone, including God, knew he was not going to get that ball. That's Indiana great Thomas Bryant. I love you. him. I don't care where he went to school. IU legend. But I'm, I'm glad you brought up LeBron James because can, we get a, can you get a reggae horn ready? Because it's time we settle this. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you about to hijack my show? All right. It's time to finally have the debate to end all debates. Oh, no. Who is the greatest basketball player of all time? Who is the GOAT? (laughs) 
Michael Jordan or LeBron James? 8150. <laughs> it's time to settle it. We all want to talk about it. It never gets talked about. We never put the energy into it. I'm not really sure why it's never occurred to anybody else to have this debate. But Tyler and I... <laughs> We're going to put an end to it now. We're going to settle this debate. Once and for all, we have all the evidence. There's a documentary on Michael. It's The Last Dance. He produced it, but whatever. doesn't matter. And that's why... From watching it, I don't care how many points LeBron James scores. He will never, yeah. ever I did, beat Michael Jordan. Yeah, I, I did get a, a, an enormous kick out of uh, when Mad Dog Russo and Mike Francesa were together on first take last week, and they actually asked the question. This question was asked on first take. Is LeBron, do you consider LeBron James one of the all-time great score, <laughs> scorers and both of them said, you know, the truth is I I don't. He is <laughs> Is longevity a big factor in LeBron's Yeah, of course. totals? Absolutely. But in the most games in uh, 1410 games. Very few players have played more than that. Carl Malone has a few, uh, but but LeBron is 27.2 points per game for his career. Yeah. And that's fifth you know, it's, it's ridiculous. Here's what I hate about every, what just happened here in the past couple minutes. We have people who seriously texted in with their opinion like we were going to debate this. And then we had somebody text, if you all start that debate, I'm turning on KSR. Exactly. And, and you guys are both right. <laughs> both of you. This, this show has become undisputed we failed. now. Yep. <laughs> It's about to be first take and undisputed. God, they just had to have a field day this morning, right? I didn't like, watch either, but I just saw Skip last yeah. night. It was like, LeBron didn't need to use an F-bomb. I was like, come on, uh, yeah. Skip. It's, it's like, you're going to nitpick that, Skip Bayless. I, My favorite. Like, Skip Bayless so can't bad. stop. Like He can't help it, and he can't stop. He's not a real so person. It's He's per- a caricature. It's, a, he's AI. No, you're exactly he's right. He's not he a is, real human being. <laughs> he's a, a, a troll bot. That's all it is. Because, because today, do you want to know what he what he tweeted today as like a discussion point on the show today? Oh, God, sure. Why not? And, and it's pathetic, but it's like how it, he makes so much more money than I will ever make. Yeah. It is not yep. fair. Yep. But tweeted about how they were going to discuss... Uh, I guess, like, on the show today. I'm about to... This was uh, six hours or so ago, so we're talking uh, 10.55 this morning. Today, I'm about to tell you exactly why I'm not yet sold on Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Now, on Undisputed. That's what makes the big bucks. Go to hell. Right there. Get out of here. That's, yeah, that's that's what, what makes the big bucks. I'm poor. Multi-million dollar contract for a, a show that I I don't know if that's I don't know how that show rates. Honestly, I don't even pay attention. I don't even know if it does well on Fox Sports. I can tell you, I'm not above watching debate shows. I'm not above watching. I do it every now and then, but I don't. I, I don't. I'm partake not above watching um, any studio show on any of the sports networks. But I can tell you. I've never intentionally watched that show. Oh, yeah, Undisputed. Yes. And I, I kind of like Shannon Sharp, 
Hey, but that's I that's hate, that's I, Raven I Super Bowl champion Shannon Sharp to you, buddy. That's fine. Good. Baltimore more Bullies more star. Did you watch Shannon that documentary? Sharp. I did. It was I great. Had already. I loved it. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, uh, it, it. Well, I'll, I'll put a cap on LeBron first, and then we can talk about this. My only thing about LeBron, I don't have a big take. It's just that all it is is that the guy has exceeded the loftiest expectations possible, and that alone speaks. Like, none of us could say anything to emphasize that anymore. The guy literally was on the cover of Sports Illustrated from the, with the late, great Grant Wall doing the piece, being anointed the chosen one, and he is now the leading scorer in NBA history. He is a champion, an MVP, all of that. Like, the guy has exceeded every possible expectation we could have had of him. Uh, I don't think there's much more to really add to that for what he has done. Now, to the topic that Spencer, actually... Spencer, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Spencer, I'm tasking you with finding the video very quickly, like very quickly. It's a short video, maybe couldn't be more than a minute, of Cavaliers' current players talking about what will LeBron James bring to the team when he was drafted at 18 years old. Oh, yeah. It's one of the funnier things I've ever seen. But I, I do think, like, without question, Todd, the number one thing that impresses me most about him is the enormous expectations that were laid on him that he has laid waste to. Yep. You know, he was anointed, like, the chosen one and all this. Why I can vividly remember the Sports Illustrated article why every team in the NBA would give up whatever they have right now to draft this 16-year-old, and they were right. And he has done more than any of that, uh, the, any of the expectations uh, at the time. It's 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 incredible. The guy is one of a kind. We're going to appreciate him a lot, I think, when he's gone. Oh, 100%. 100%. And getting to what Spencer wanted to, to talk about a little bit with the, with the Baltimore Bullies, uh, you want to talk about one of a kind for a second in a completely different way, but still one of a kind. The success of that 30 for 30 was properly portraying how Tony Saragusa was, he embodied the spirit and attitude of that Ravens team so well. Uh, I'm really glad that they were able to have him be a part of it before he unexpectedly passed away, which was tragic, but that guy was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious, totally self-aware, and yet just so confident in himself like the rest of that team was. Uh, There are very few teams in NFL history like that team uh, because of the way they played and the way they talked and, and, of course, obviously the fact that Nobody really remembers Trent Dilfer as a very good quarterback, but he has a Super Bowl ring, and he played his role perfectly on that particular team. They did a good job with that. I was very interested to see if they could get every angle covered with that whole group, and I think they did a pretty strong job. It reminds me a little bit of uh, the Louisville coaches and, and stuff who talked about Kentucky. Like, yeah, Kentucky's in the SEC, but they're participants. When it comes to SEC football, that's Trent Dilfer. And I may be just a a jaded Buccaneers fan, which I most definitely am. But I, I, he's he was along for the ride. If anybody was ever uh, along for the ride on that team, but I do agree with you about Tony Siragusa. One of those people that is like, I'm so happy that you're so happy you're alive. That's how I. That's how. I always felt when Syracuse, like no matter what he was doing, yeah. I just, I, I can, I remember one time, 
it's so funny, Todd, the things that stick with you when you, when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. When, before Al Roker had the the surgery where he lost a lot of weight, he was like an, an enormous guy, but he was like jolly and funny. And and there was a, there was a segment on the Today Show where they had all these different like grills and meats and stuff out. And he was just like walking from grill to grill, just like turning these giant racks of ribs and stuff over with just like his bare hands. And my my mom and dad were just howling with laughter at just how funny it was that he just didn't give a crap at all. He just totally just flipping stuff on grills with just like his bare hands. It was one of the silliest things ever. And I always remember that and how happy it made them that he was so silly. That's how I always felt about Syracuse like on the sidelines. He was just, I'm happy that you're so happy. Yeah, and, and honestly, from a football perspective, something that I think uh, this 30 for 30 did a good job of, too, is like, okay, we know the Ravens' defense was dominant, but like the reason it was able to be dominant was that each level of that defense had a perfect understanding of what their role was to work in conjunction with one another. Like, Ray Lewis is one of the greatest linebackers to ever play the game, one of the greatest defensive players to ever play the game. But he'd be one of the first people to tell you that having Tony Saragusa and Sam Adams, two gargantuan men in the middle of that defense, to occupy blockers and let him roam freely sideline to sideline with his speed and his anticipation in film study, man, that was a huge benefit for him. Gigantic for him. Uh, not even just him, Jamie Sharper and Peter Bowler and you know Burnett, Rob Burnett and Michael McCrary got get more one on ones off of that. So it's it's just a one of a kind team that even the next year had some controversy when they signed Elvis Gerbach and they let Trent go and you know Trent was I think he held that very personally for a long time. He even admitted that in thirty for thirty, and then he made waves with the the comment about not being impressed with uh, modern football. In the way it is, and I think some well, people feelings mutual. Yeah, but but I will say I, I I'm not a Trent Dilfer apologist. I just he he is what he is to me. Like he he served his role for that team. He did it well, and it worked out. No, um, he served his role. He didn't do it well. I, well, I mean, he he just didn't turn the ball over. That's all he had to do well, and he didn't do it that much. That's all he had to do. It wasn't hard by any means, but uh, God, that's like when people are like they they're playing hard. They're supposed to. Well, play I, hard. I'm just saying. Well, you know what. He's part of the Super Bowl winning team on my favorite team, and I don't care what you think. Did you talk to Dilfer a few years ago when he was here? No. Not, you know, I don't. Now when you no. covered the volleyball team, you didn't talk to him? Uh, no. You know, his daughter was a very good player. Tori was a very, very good player for Louisville. Um, but his point, I think, got a little misconstrued as like he's not impressed with you know, Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes and, and those guys. I think he was just saying that the game has really changed to where – you can pass the ball a little easier now and that it is more if, wide open to score points because you can't Trent, hit like that anymore. <laughs> like You can't hit like that Trent anymore. Or anything. If, if Trent Dilfer played in the modern game... He still he would wouldn't be a, good. He would have had a lot, like many, many, many more years to miserably over and under throw people. Yes, no he, would not, he, he still That's would right. not be good. There's no question about that. Can, can uh, I play this for you really quickly? These are players from the O2 oh, talk about Cavaliers LeBron. talking about the guy that they just drafted uh, in LeBron James. If you've got that uh, really quickly, Spencer, I, I would love to hear that. But is the 18-year-old from Akron truly the savior? We have better players than him in his position already on our team, but uh, <laughs> his potential is probably 
The sky's the limit for him, though. Get LeBron is just gonna add add to what we need, and you know, just make make things a little bit easier. And he will come in and make an immediate impact, like a Karan Butler, you know, did for the Miami <laughs> Heat. I don't think you can really just bring a high school player in and really just think your team gonna really turn around like that. If he come, you know what I'm saying, he can just hop on our bandwagon and hopefully we can do something big. And don't forget, there is one good thing about being in the bottom. So uh, uh, like a Karan <laughs> Butler. <laughs> so LeBron's rookie year stats for those of you who were curious. He averaged 21 points, six assists, and six rebounds per game while averaging almost 40 minutes and started 79 games. Yeah, I would say that I think he was better than whoever was on that roster. That that was Carlos Boozer, Smush Parker, Zadrunas Ilgalskis. Like those are the guys talking in that video. I love my uh, Karan Butler is, is like a laugh out loud funny, but like. He will he will just jump on our bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Uh, so the here here is the the two thousand three two thousand four Cleveland Cavaliers. Tony Batie. Yeah. Carlos Boozer, J.R. Bremer, Bremer. I don't know which. Sure. Kedrick Brown, Mateen Cleaves. Yeah. Ricky Davis loves Ricky Davis. Dazania Jop. You say Diop. so. Job, can't remember which. It's fine. Zadrunas Ogalskis, love Big Z. Jason Capono, Jelani McCoy, Jeff McKinnis, Chris Mim, NBA vet Chris Mim. That guy played for so many teams. Darius Miles, Lee Nalon, Ira Nubel, a personal favorite of mine. Kevin Ollie from UConn. National champion, yes. Kevin Ollie. Yes. Michael Stewart, Bruno Sundov, Dewan Dewan Wagner. There you go. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 and Eric Williams. That's the Cavs roster to which those men were, were speaking about jumping on the on the bandwagon. Yeah, we all jumped on the That's Cavs incredible. bandwagon. And they went 35 <laughs> and 47. So, yes, I would say LeBron changed some things in Cleveland. Texter, a texter texted in a tremendous uh, stat, which I love. Wilt, Michael Jordan, and LeBron are the only three players in NBA history to have more 50-point games than single-digit scoring games in their career. Yeah, it's That's incredible. It's insane. That's a great stat. Those are some of those Brady stats. Yeah, I, I would hope that the one thing people were able to do last night, and, and a majority of the people, I think, that I follow, I didn't see it live because I was I was coming back from, from Rupp Arena last night. Um, you know, just, I mean, just appreciate it. Like, just savor it that you get to see something like that. You know, I think it's awesome that Kareem got to be there. To share that with LeBron. And, and you have to be able to take a step back, even if you're not like a LeBron James fan or whatever, just to be able to see that kind of history. Like, we, we need to be able to just enjoy that. It doesn't have to be a stupid debate. It doesn't have to be something else. It's just like, that. that's history, man. It's awesome to watch. I think it's amazing to me. Uh, I loved this compliment about LeBron. That the what I think is uniquely true about him I think he's one of the smartest basketball players ever. And the like the the yeah. photographic memory of 
sequences of events and the ability to recall plays, it very much reminds me of Bobby Petrino, who one time at ACC Media Days, I challenged him to basically walk me through an entire quarter of plays because he said he could and he did. And I've never forgotten that about him. Look, I, I, I never liked that man at all. He's a genius. So don't get me wrong, like, in the least. I've always understood Bobby's a football genius. LeBron's a basketball genius. I think he, out of everybody, is good enough to have been paired with anyone. LeBron, he can be the number one scorer. He can be the distributor. He can be the defense get-out-and-run guy. I mean, he's fourth all-time on the assist list Yep. on top of all of this. Uh, I think he... He is the guy, like, if I had to draft a team, I would take him first because it, I could take anybody second, and we're going to be awesome. Sorry, all I got out of that headline, Mark Ennis compares LeBron James to Bobby Petrino. That's right. That's it. That's right. I, I tuned out everything else. I don't the wanna... real news there is Mark Ennis says something nice about Bobby Petrino. <laughs> no, <laughs> no context, nothing, just that. Mark was the only person in the country today. To relate LeBron James to Bobby Petrino. That's right. What a homer I am. <laughs> and uh, actually, I'm glad you mentioned Bobby Petrino because I made fun of him yesterday for the... Uh, he did his little ho- heartfelt message goodbye to Missouri State. And <laughs> it was like, I don't know, a couple sentences saying, you know, thanks for... I don't remember. It doesn't matter what he said. I quote tweeted it with a little notes app. It said, this is the UNLV message. Uh, Dear Rebel Nation, thanks with a peace sign. Bobby Petrino. That's the end of that yeah. message. I just like how he's two schools later, and he's finally like, oh, I should probably put a, a goodbye message to Missouri State out there. You know what? He'd be better off just not saying anything. I think the, the, the proof has been there for a long time. I, I Look, man, Texas A&M, I think, has assembled the most unlikable coaching staff maybe in well, in recent memory. One of them, at least. It's loaded. They are not going to be very well liked by anybody, and for good reason. The good news is they don't care. Sure, yeah. I mean, well, Jimbo, uh, Jimbo definitely is pretty. Se- I think he's pretty sensitive. But <laughs> he's going to call ran- another random news conference to hash some stuff out once that time comes. What a legendary moment that, that was. That was the highlight of his 2022, was that press conference. That's the highlight of his tenure. Like, that was the tenure. biggest win he had all year. <laughs> There's no question about that. That is the highlight of his tenure at that Texas Tech. Sat up there I at mean, a Texas a and, Oh, God. <laughs> he sat at a table and called Nick Saban a narcissist. Yes. Like, to everybody. And we were all cheering him on. I was like, this is really entertaining. Keep going, please. But you know what? You know why though? And there is a way to bring this conversation back home to here. Mm-hmm. What what was nice about it was it was a coach because he lost control being honest about what he thinks about another coach. Yeah. Because you you never get it. And it's one of the reasons why while I appreciate uh, Leonard Hamilton is a great coach, and he had a lot of nice things to say about you know Kenny after the game or Jeff Capel after the last game, and a lot of coaches have talked about it. You know, the thing that keeps anybody from really being like, oh well, all right, then I, then I better chill out and just sort of is they never have a bad thing to say about each other. And then all oh, here comes Jim Sa- uh, Jimbo Fisher's like Nick Saban's a narcissist. He cheats like crazy. We cheat when I was there. Like it's crazy. It was wild that we were getting. Yeah, it. we never get that. Yeah. Well, no, and it's. I do have to say in those in those situations where like, you know, 
obviously I'm a reporter and I cover those games and I'm sharing the, I think it's always relevant to share thoughts like that from opposing coaches, especially coaches like, you know, Leonard Hamilton, I think has done an amazing job at Florida State over his career. But I also think people associate that with like, try to like put you in a camp just because you are sharing that. And it's like, well, no, it's just a newsworthy thing to share here that this is what he thinks. doesn't mean that I, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to be patting Leonard Hamilton on the back for what he thinks about the hire when he does come back here if he keeps going like this, but it's still a newsworthy thing as a whole. It would be funny if they had asked Leonard Hamilton, like, hey, what do you think about the job Kenny Payne's doing? What if Leonard Hamilton had said, I'm 8-16. and 16. Why do you care what I think about the job he's doing? <laughs> How amazing would that answer have been? Yeah, that would have been funny. Well, still, I think, honestly, the most... Uh, I, I could make the argument that maybe the most enlightening answer to, to such a question still belongs to Kevin Willard from Maryland when he came back here. You know why? Because he wanted no part of it at all. He, he just straight up was like, nah, I'm not... I have, I have so much respect for him. Do you have any thoughts on Louisville and the situation in Kenny Payne? I have no thoughts about Louisville. <laughs> it was just like Mike, that was why? shut down he immediately. Have left. It was he shut have down immediately. Right there. Yeah. All right, uh, Spencer. Who we got uh, on the line here? Buddy? We got Polo on one. Marco. Polo. Polo. Hey, What's happening, hey, fellas? What's up, buddy? Hey, I just got to – I just want to throw my two cents in. I hate to jump sure. uh, the LeBron conversation. No, you can do it. It's fine. We're just screwing around. We, we exhausted it. You're good. Yeah, you're fine. Okay, okay. So, first and foremost, I'm, I'm not one of them type of get rid of Kenny guys. I'm, I'm, right. That's just not me. I do think that you should give the, give the man another shot. Everybody already thought that, we were doomed. We wasn't going to the tournament this year anyway. Well, here you go. We 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 not going in by this the way that we want, but you know, hey, it happens. Number two, I think that it's a double edged sword as far as you have some some of the kids on the basketball team that may not give maximum effort. I think the same thing applies to the coaching staff. There's a there's there's a Matter of fact, there's a verse in the Bible that sits up there and says, how can you look at the speck in someone else's eyes and you don't see the log in yours? So how can you, as a coach, see your team go five or six possessions and not know what they're doing on the court, but you still leave them in the game? So that right there says a lot about what you're doing. I understand this is his first time that he's actually behind the driver's seat and not sitting in the passenger seat. But – a lot of things need to be worked on the court, and a lot of things need to be worked on the sideline as well. And last, what I want to say, fellas, is I, I don't know what you all hear, but I hear a lot of people to say, uh, who are we going to bring in next year? Everybody's gone. There's nobody. Everybody's already signed to this team and that team and that team and this team. Well, here's my thing. When college football was over with, you know how many kids jumped in the portal? A whole bunch, right? All of them, it seems like. Just, <laughs> right. So, and, and yeah. this is just my opinion. I think that once this college basketball season is over with, you're going to have the same thing where kids are going to be jumping in the portal. Now, my thing is this. I don't think, and nobody 
that is a Cardinal fan should think that U of L is a hard program to be able to sell. Because number one, these kids really not not only do they want um, you know good facilities and NIL money, these kids want the spotlight. I mean, what can, can you imagine the cover story that this will be if you got some players, let's say somebody on ESPN or whatever, you got three kids down there, Mark Ennis, Tyler Griever, and, and Polo, and they down there in Louisville killing it. They killing it. You got to watch these kids. Remember where they were last year. Last year they were three and whatever. Look what they're doing now. I don't, I don't think that it would be hard for Kenny Payne to sit up there and swallow his pride and go to some kids and say, hey, look. We had a rough season last year. It's my first time coaching, but you're a talented kid. We need you. We need you. You ain't got to worry about the facilities. This is going to be an awesome place for you to be able to come and get whatever NIL deal you want to get, however things work out. But the one thing that you're going to have, which you're probably not going to have on a lot of other places, a lot of other schools, is you're going to have a stage. Because that's what you get when you come here to U of L. Now they're not talking about us now because of our record, but we have a stage. We we are one of the top teams, period. And if you got three, just three, give me Peyton Siva, give me Russ Smith, heck man, give me Gorgie Jane. We would have a awesome squad. If you put those three players on another team and had them go up against our squad right now, what's the if I have 70? <laughs> like one of those Chinese teams so, he beat up on. You <laughs> <laughs> have, have 70. You have 70 points right off the bat. But I, I don't think it – I don't – this is just my opinion. Of course, I'll hang up and listen to what you all have to say. But I don't think it's going to be hard for him to sit up there and go and sell the program, the tradition, the history, and telling these kids, hey, and it's not like you're trying to hype them up. You're just being honest with them. Last year we sucked. But this year we're going to turn it around. I need your help to be able to do that. Because a lot of these kids are shopping. We all know they're going for NIL deals. We don't have to worry about the facilities. We got the best facilities, point blank, period. It doesn't matter if it's football or basketball. I just think that these kids will see the opportunity because they want the spotlight, and, and, they'll, and they'll jump in it. And I think it's going to be a lot of portal kids. I mean, I look on Twitter and I see everybody. I don't say anything, but we actually had football players that – Left after the Brahms came here, and really, I'm looking at I'm looking at it like, oh my God, do you do you know what we about to do in this new season? You know, we about to do in L and N Stadium, Cardinal Stadium. You know, what we about to do we about to be on fire, not far. We about to be on fire. We about to set it off, and you leaving? All right, appreciate you, but you get ready to be watching us. So I'm I'm done barking you off. I'm done barking. <laughs> Appreciate the call, man. Jeez, thank you so much. Hey, I'll I'll there. I'll run threes with that guy. We can no go kidding, we can go right? play some pickup if, if he wants to beat the three of us. I'm down. I'll go do it. I, I I do think one of the things he said very early on is true. If you are struggling to pitch playing basketball at Louisville, you are the problem. No, Louisville is is an auto sell. You should have no issue uh, convincing 
somebody worth having uh, to play here. And I I do think if Kenny gets another year, uh, which I, I fully expect him to do, uh, that it, I think the fears about, like, well, who's going to want to play here? And, the, like, that stuff. Look at Jeff Capel. Everyone thought he should have been fired a year ago and really thought that he only kept his job because Pittsburgh basically was like, we really don't want to spend the money to fire him right now. We don't think there's a great candidate to replace him out there, so we're going to keep him. Well, he went out in the portal and got some really good players, and they're a lot better this year, regardless of, of people really thinking he ought to have been fired after four years. I don't think this year's results is going to be that much of a hindrance in terms of being able to get guys out of the portal. It's really going to be about can you convince guys. I mean, Tyree Apple, we didn't go to Wake Forest thinking like, I'll definitely play in the NCAA tournament next year. He's going to play a lot for a coach he liked in a style and a system that he thought would work for him. That's all Kenny's going to have to sell. He's a good player, too. Right, I, I like amazing the, last night. 35 points. Yeah, he's night. really fun to watch. Like I, I I don't watch college hoops every night, but from just games I randomly flip on, I had Wake Forest, uh, Duke on, uh, what was that, last week, and just watching him go after it, man. He He's a really good guard. I did, hey, Ty, I did have one person tweet at me last night, and I'm, I'm sorry that I don't remember who it was, so please forgive me for not remembering, but if you're listening, I, I'm acknowledging you. I did have one person tweet at me last night, I'm sorry for giving you hell for wanting Steve Forbes last year. Oh, wow, look at you. Which is awesome. That's a big one. Right? Like, I love that people... I'll uh, remember that. And and how often do you ever get somebody to come back and be like, yeah, I was wrong about that. Sorry about that. So I, I, uh, several weeks ago, I issued a blanket go to hell to everyone who gave me problems <laughs> over, over saying I would be fine with Steve Forbes, which is all that I said. And I would now like to exempt that person from the blanket go to hell. And you all have an open invitation to also do that if you disagreed with Mark. This is your chance to come in, and he will. I'm not going to say he's going to forgive you, but he will. He will absolve you. Like that person did, I will absolve you. No question. Yeah, Steve Forbes not doing a not doing a bad job at Wake. 25 and 10 last season, 16 and 9 right now. First season was 6 and 16, not great, but he's done a pretty good job. Wake's one of those places that has should be a sneaky good badge on a conference's basketball profile and they're not yeah. and the sooner that they are and they're close the sooner that they are the better the whole conference will be there they're really passionate about basketball down there well i i just i love what he did at east tennessee state i mean they were really fun to watch and his style fit there they routinely gave good teams i mean he won 30 games there in his last season before he got coach. the job at wake he is a good coach i agree with you all right let's go ahead and take our last break here We'll come back. We'll put a bow on this one. There's still time for you to get in here if you would like to. On the drive, when I thumb the bow. Right back. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. 
Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis and Tyler Griever. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Tyler Griever here. The phone lines are open. 8150 93.9, 3831-93 for the UPS Jobs text sign on an afternoon where it appears that uh, Elon has succeeded in breaking Twitter altogether. Uh, only, you can apparently right now you can only schedule tweets. Uh, you can't actually just tweet them, and DMs are gone. Mm. So, boy genius at it yet again. Yeah, he's uh, he's really doing a bang up job. Yeah. So if you don't see any tweets from the station account from the podcast center, you can still check out the GE Appliance Podcast Center, but we won't be able to tweet the links out for some time. Apparently, still a good plug. Nice job. Well done. Let's let's get uh, Eric in here, who waited to break here. Eric, welcome into the drive. What's up, buddy? Thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, you bet. I was just curious. Can y'all hear me? Okay. Yeah, we got yes, you, sir. Okay. Um, you know, the way I look at Kenny Payne and the way he coaches, I I don't know that he'll ever be able to develop lesser talent. I just Based on the way the seasons went and the underdevelopment of the players that have been on the court the entire season, I just don't see him ever being able to go in and get like a transfer or a guy who's not a five-star and be successful. I just don't think he has the ability to make people better that aren't already great, kind of like a Calipari situation. And, you know, on top of that, I'm going to go a couple different directions. I apologize. But, like, on top of that, for that reason, I don't think that Louisville under uh, under Kenny Payne is going to be successful because we're not a Nike school. We're not going to get a lot of those top-tier dudes because they all want to be with Nike. Okay? And the very last thing I wanted to say, and, and a lot of people aren't going to like this, what I'm about to say, and you all probably aren't going to be able to really respond to it, is I don't think Kenny Payne, if he were a white dude, he'd still be the coach at the end of this season. I'm going to hang up and listen. Appreciate the – well, no, I don't appreciate that call, <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. Uh, I That's, don't think – yeah. I don't think that that was true or necessary and silly – and uh, I my my hair went up on my arms as the minute he, I don't think you're gonna like what I say. Yeah, that preface never. That's ends usually well. a dead giveaway that I'm definitely not gonna like what you say, and that's silly. Uh, Louisville didn't fire Chris Mack in the end of uh, in the middle of last year. He quit. Uh, they don't. They didn't. I mean, they fired Bobby Petrino with two games left because they were afraid everyone's gonna leave and they weren't gonna be able to finish the season. Uh, Crackthorpe got to finish his season. We've suffered through a lot of crappy white coaches here, too, so get out of here with that. Uh, almost nobody. I can't think of a major college basketball team who, for performance, fired their coach in season. 
in one year. I, I don't know that it has ever happened, and, and I don't – there's no reason to to think that Louisville would do that. And I, I never expected them to do that. They're going to at least let him have the year and then go from there. The only thing, I, the only thing that I think has really kind of changed – and shame on you for saying that. You're a silly person. Uh, and it really does kind of give away, Tyler, that unfortunately Kenny is a – vehicle for people to argue about things other than basketball sometimes and that to me that's what that cut that's what that caller was yeah i mean i i almost hesitate to even give a call like that even more air or attention because it's just absolutely ridiculous and totally inappropriate and and somebody just texted in the the i'm not racist but dot 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 which definitely like it's the official Let's, preamble of something. Exactly. Racist. Like exactly what the, right. that guy just did with that call. And, it, you know, it comes back to, again, like, I feel like I've said it comes back to a lot, but I feel like we were touching on a lot of points that we've talked about quite a bit this year, but this is how this goes. There's, things aren't changing. They're, they're, not, they're not changing. And, like, there's plenty of tangible things to talk about in terms of how poorly this season has gone. Things that are appropriate and totally fine to discuss with how poorly this season is gone and stuff like that is not even in the realm here that's ridiculous and just no like that deserves no credibility whatsoever there uh, along this is as good a time as there is though i did want to address one thing i mentioned this a lot earlier and then never got back to it but you see a lot of people saying something along these lines if Kenny really loves U of L as much as he says he does, oh the, do the resignation he'll thing. do the right thing, okay. and he'll resign and not take the big buyout. Come on, and I'm now. here to I'm here to let everybody know you sound ridiculous when you say that. And you know how I know? Just here, you know what? I'm going to turn this on its head and, and just basically play backwards what that what uh, what Eric just said. Do you know that I never one time in the middle of a 2-10 year in which they used to just move Louisville off of ESPN News at times? We would start post-game shows in the third quarter sometimes in that 2-10 year. Louisville got trolled by FedEx, or excuse me, Delta that year when Louisville lost to Georgia Tech on that Thursday night, a bazillion to 30 or whatever it was. I never got a call. I never got a tweet, I never got a text that said Bobby Petrino should quit and 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 not take the buyout. Not one. Yep. And if you think Kenny Payne should, you're a fool. Now, you fire him, fine. But you're going to pay that man his money just like you would any other coach who got the job. It's ridiculous to think that he's just going to walk away from the job at all and then not take the money when when. Far worse people have been made very wealthy when they've been fired. It's absurd for you to think that he's not going to take the money too. Or that it says something bad about him that he is. Yeah, I was about to say, there's no conclusion to draw. No reasonable person at all is going to just walk away from that. If you're going to know, if they're going to fire him, they they are going to have to pay him and he is owed and due his money. Because they signed a contract just like he did. Correct. Absolutely correct. I I do not care what you think about this season or Kenny or whatsoever, but that's just like 
I don't even get how that's a point of discussion, really, amongst anyone. But this, you know what? I, I'll retract that. I do because when you get to this point in a season where we are belaboring the same points, we're still going over the same stuff, people just start reaching everywhere for things. And well, it's just I want this to happen, and so what I'm going to try to do is frame it in such yeah. a way that it's it's like the morally right thing to do for Kenny. No, it's not. For you. Kenny has it. He it would be a betrayal to coaches everywhere if he did that. It would be it. It would. I don't think it would maybe set a precedent as strong because I don't even know how many people would have the the guts to really try or do that or try that or be dumb enough to do it. Because let's be real, I, I'm sorry, doing that would just be dumb. All the way around, walking away from that kind of money for—it's just ridiculous. Uh, I just—I don't see anybody who would even think like it it would be a one-off. Like, oh wow, why on God's green earth would you do that, Kenny? Like every coach, he has a lot of good coaching connections and good friends. I think a lot of them would be pretty pissed if he did something like that. Yeah, and he's a man with pride. He's not just gonna quit. It would be, like that, I think, would be the worst thing is for him to just be like, I quit. I can't do it. I lost all the respect in the world for Mac doing it last year. And I would be profoundly disappointed. The, the morally right thing is for Kenny to go sleepless. And if he gets fired, have bags under his eyes and he's exhausted when he does. That's the morally right thing to do is for him to be completely spent and it to not work or it work but for him to quit and for people to think that he should just forgo money that he's entitled to get out of here that's crazy objectively funny text though unless here. cincinnati does us a favor and hires him can we sell the bearcats on a new coach <laughs> cincinnati really did solve that problem for us didn't they <laughs> objectively funny response right there oh i haven't been Would back KP to- walk away if we paid him double the buyout well, that's yeah, not walking just, away, first of all. Yeah, it's not. You're still firing him. He's like, yeah. hey, we'll double the buyout because what What the hell? It's just free money here at this point. Yeah. You know, embedded in that, the idea that, like, that's the right thing for him to do is is people's – when people say that, they're telling you they don't think he's even trying that hard. They're saying he should just walk away and not take money because he's not working anyway. And even though you may not like the outcome – I've never believed for a second that he doesn't care or isn't trying hard or isn't passionate. If anything, I think he's probably kind of at his wits end. Like, I don't know what to do. Nothing's working. But it's not because he's not working. I I think there is, and we have done this, there is plenty of leeway and room to go about where he could have adjusted an approach or changed something along the way in in the messaging or the the system that he's wanted to play we can do all that while fully just acknowledging at a base level that he he's doing like he's doing the job he's trying i i'm not nobody's sitting here saying it's going well or good by any means but josh pastor is real busy on the sideline for georgia tech and he's a sucky coach yeah i mean there look you can try really hard and still not be very good that's exactly right. That's and you're gonna get your money. It happens, you and at this level, you it gets exposed. And like, look, the roster turnover is is something that is going to be, it's going to be a hot button 
issue from the first the the day the season ends for this team in terms of evaluating who's coming back and who's not. But but what has to be clear moving forward between Josh and Kenny is a legit vision, a bulleted plan of attack for how you're going to fill a roster, how you're going to build it, and how you can scheme it the way you want it to be. That's got to happen. All right, that is going to do it for us here. Appreciate all of you uh, listening in here. Be back at it tomorrow. We're going to mix it up again on a Thursday. Going to be rummaging with me tomorrow. We're going to have some fun here. On the drive on the 10th. See you.